Previously on Creek Chat. Gail might be pregnant. Gail is going to be pregnant. The pregnancy scare. Gail. Gail, you pregnant. And like Dawson's not hating it. He's like, oh, that's my parents. Just, you know, fucking Uncle Gail. There's the only one person in this room who has ever been involved with childbirth before. And that's me. PB and Jay. Pacey, bro. And Joey. A boat adventure like that. You just assume they're fucking. Do you think they have? Yeah. They got to be. You want to you have a little sex later? Mm-hmm. What is Gretchen running from? She uh, is Pacey's brother. What's going on with Leary's Fresh Fisher? Is Jack not playing football anymore either? Was he a one Oh, he's definitely playing team? football. I saw Abby sitting out front side once. Groove Valentine from New York. I fucking smell Joe's hair if I want. This is more of the OC flavor I'm looking for in my drama. Dawson and Gretchen, season four. Could it happen? Tune in and find out. You don't have to wait, cause every Monday we are back with a new episode of the show Crew Chat. Here's our host. Welcome back, dearest listeners. And if you're new, I just want to start out before I even tell you where you're at that we got a lot of love for you. LOL. Right here at Creek Chat. And if you've been coming back for a long time, we got more love for you than you could ever even imagine. Yeah, if you're brand new, we love you so much. If you're day one, you know, down with us, down with the Creek, down with 50RQ, then, uh, you know, you know that we love you. And we're pretty sure you love us back. There's a lot of love. LOL. Lots of And who we are, I am JT, Sausage King of Chicago Money, and the best guest on earth. I am the one and only Chucky B. Fantastic and always the main attraction. But the guest on Creek Chat. But the main guest. So you've got to be feeling pretty happy about the turn of events in these three episodes. All the home runs that I am hitting. Dude, Like I'm telling you right now, I got to be like the best baseball player when it comes to Even beyond your home runs, I'm talking about the action. In terms of you asking for the OC type shit, you had two parties, one of them a rave in a three pack. What, have there been like two parties in the whole show before this? I know this has been a pretty crazy season and it's been, I'll tell you one thing. It's weird seeing it on Dawson's Creek. Good, weird or bad, weird. I'm just going to say weird. Okay. Let's hear what you said about your predictions for episode four, future tense, future tense. What are they camping? I guess they're all thinking about going to college or where they would go to college afterwards. And I guess for Pacey, it's, am I going to be able to graduate on time? I feel like that has to be a running storyline throughout the season. Pacey focusing on school and stuff like that. Are him and Joey going to go to the same school? They seem pretty much in love, so I'd like to see that continue. But who fucking knows? So basically all that shit got handled and talked about and dealt with. So that's Grand Slam on that episode. Boop. Woo. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Boom. We keep swinging and hitting home. All right. So let's hear about about that breakdown for Future Tense. As the college application process intensifies... Drew organizes a fake birthday party for Jen. Okay, so how is Drew spelled on your little card there? 
D R U. Yes, the worst way to spell Drew on Earth. But yes, when I saw that on Hulu, I was like, "What? What? I'm bringing this up because I find this very, very unfortunate." So, but think about him as a character and what you know about him so far. Isn't that the perfect way to spell Drew for him? Yeah, this guy's a douchebag. He's like that dead ghost bitch, Abby Morgan, who coincidentally gets brought up by our uh, namesake. Oh, yeah. Dawson. Dawson asked Gretchen if he's ever heard of Abby Morgan in reference to Drew Valentine. So there you go. The fucking king of the New York dude. All right. Bags. So let's hear about your predictions for episode five, A Family Way. So this could get good. Gretchen is totally pregnant, and that's what she's running from. She's running from the guy that got her pregnant. The other potential one is Joey's pregnant with Pacey's kid. I guess also for a different side prediction on that one, Gail, you pregnant. So, Gretchen... (laughs) Side prediction fucking rocked Side prediction was the prediction. Nailed it. Gail pregnant as hell, right? Gretchen... But the Gretchen thing? Was was pregnant, not pregnant. Joey definitely not pregnant oh yeah and that was just weird i mean it wasn't weird it gave us confirmation on our debate earlier in past episodes i already had confirmation you didn't but now you do but like come on now like really think about this show they're gonna make and then on top of it betsy's all fucking like she's like all ready for the fucking steamy details of joey to be like oh yeah we fucked a ton of times that three months like that was 90 days we were fucking for 89 of them and like betsy was down to fucking hear that story but then when she finds the fucking assorted bag of condoms she got from fucking Planned Parenthood, she's all like, what are you doing? I don't, I know why you're tired, because you've been fucking all night. You were riding Pacey like a fucking cowgirl, girl. And then all the patrons who are eating dinner with them are all like, oh, shit, something's going on. And fucking Bodie's all over there like, man, can y'all not talk about fucking slamming at the dinner table? So let's talk about the breakdown for a family way. When Dawson discovers that his mom is pregnant, Joey worries about her looming sexual relationship with Pacey. Jack's sexual orientation causes a problem when he coaches a youth soccer team. Yeah, can we talk about that we in a little while? We will talk about that when we get to that. And he handles it. His his view on it is very similar to my view on it with a mix of your view on it. Like, he recognizes the reality of how society's going to treat him, but he wishes he just didn't have to fucking deal with it because it's not a big deal. But it is a big deal because of the town he's in. Yeah, it just makes me hate fucking people. Right. So, let's hear about... What you thought about Great Expectations, episode six. It's getting real spicy in Capeside. This is the OC drama I'm looking for. I'm getting pregnancy angles, a little bit of expectations. If they weren't having sex before, Joey, Pacey, having sex. Also, Jen, Dawson, rekindling, fucking bumping uglies. Andy, crying. She's not fucking Dawson or Pacey. Jack, checking out Doug, but Doug's not knowing. Jack's looking from afar. (laughs) (laughs) So I loved those predictions. Those were fucking fantastic you didn't really get on base with any of them no i completely mixed the whole x 
pactations part of it. The whole, the whole. Hey, let's talk about ecstasy with a fucking axe. But I don't know. Yeah. And apparently they knew more about raves than me because raves were supposed to be representative of that generation subculture, which if I'm figuring it out, like that's our generation, right? The year 2000. That's right up in our wheelhouse. Were bounce houses real big in raves? I, I would hope so. Or are they currently big? In, are raves still a thing? Bro, I don't know. I'm, I don't know about raves. I'm boring. Per- I, I'm a guest on a Dawson's Creek podcast. That tells you a lot about my life. Let me tell you a lot about what... <laughs> what actually happens on Great Expectations. Andy endangers her life when she celebrates her acceptance at Harvard by partying too hard. Yeah, yeah, by mixing her antidepressant drugs with fucking ecstasy. That's fucking she stupid. She is the smartest person on this show who just did the dumbest fucking thing on this show. Yeah. Like... Yeah. God damn, Andy. Like, I get why she did it, but you got to anticipate when you're on medication that you shouldn't be mixing it with anything without checking with your doctor, but especially not a street drug. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. And Jen probably shouldn't have been, like, making it seem like it was fucking Oh, awesome. no. Jen didn't do a great job there at all she definitely did a bad bad thing after making it sound good and then lets andy just look at it no i'm sorry you don't need to just look at this thing you don't get anything from that you definitely don't need to take it out of the box and touch it and like sniff it because she smelled the pill oh man that was a frustrating scene for me because jen was jen was being stupid but andy was being an asshole she was using jen real hard yeah it was not good because she situation. played her too when she fucking walked away and she clearly could have turned around and handed it back it was like oh not right now what do you mean not right now yeah because you want to fucking pop that in your mouth and try to like she said feel something well you're gonna feel something when you fucking pass out in the bounce house but we'll get there but before we go too far into the future let's get to the f- let's get to the future tense what's going on with jen here in this episode because there's not jen and drew drew gets up to the abby morgan shit here is really what it comes down to and he uses jen as a catalyst to throw this fake birthday party for her right and she's already fucked up in her world she hasn't really figured out what's going on with college hanky just broke up with her via jack via the internet drew valentine her apparently one-time lover while they were chemically altered uh, is now in town, fucking with her world. She's just not enjoying what's happening. And then she finds out it's her birthday party when it's not her birthday at all. Yeah, that was a little odd. Well, they- And fucking Drew, he's all like, yeah, you know, this is a great way for me to beat people. I didn't even know who that guy was yesterday, but now I know that's fucking Mike from accounting. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, man, we're going to have this sweet fucking birthday party for Jen. And Jen's like... Like, hey, I get it. You're just doing this, so you've got people. You can fucking skate out with no responsibility, and all people are going to remember is that it was Well, that's what she determines later once they get to the party. Right now, she's just like, you've schemed this in such a way. Because at the time, she thinks it's at Drew's house. Like, while we're first learning about it, she finds out later it's not, and that's where she figures out what you're saying. But here, she's just like, you've schemed this in a way that if I don't show up, I'm the asshole because it's my birthday party. So I kind of have to go 
Because it's Cape Side High School, and that's social suicide to be the asshole who doesn't show up for their birthday party. Yeah, but at the same time, it's senior year, and fuck them. Man, I don't know. I don't go to Cape Side. I don't have these pressures. I'm just saying what happened. She, like, it it seems to me like this is kind of like the opposite of what her character would normally do. Like, if her character's like, fuck this, her character wouldn't go through with it. I think Drew being back in town is really throwing her for a loop, though. I think that's a big part of it. She's done a really good job over the last season plus of kind of course correcting from the gen you definitely used to hate. And what I've always called New York Jen, right? So here comes New York Drew onto the scene, and she's kind of feeling that pull even though she's fighting it, that pull back into the world, proven by the fact that she grabbed that E in the first place. So when fucking that dead ghost bitch died, when she became a right. ghost bitch, Abby Morgan, that kind of ended the whole New York Jen experience. That was definitely the tipping point, yes. And so now you've got the male version of Abby Morgan stepping onto the scene in Drew Valentine. But this was her Abby Morgan before Abby Morgan. Abby Morgan was her Drew yeah, Valentine. and so like I'm saying, she's it's it's like she's getting that vice back and she's afraid that she's going to revert to yep. New York Jen because there's someone there to if facilitate Hanky it. If still around, I think she'd be feeling a lot stronger. But she's out on her... Oh, yeah, because she wouldn't even been... She'd she just disappear for episodes at a time and be like, oh, I've just been hanging out with Well, Hanky. and here's the other problem, too. Jack's got his own shit going on because he just broke his motherfucking shoulder. Yeah, I wrote something down in the next episode about that. That's this where, episode. Oh, no, it's oh, yeah. this episode. So the, there's a scene when they're at the party where he is wearing the sling on the wrong shoulder. It, it switches throughout the whole episode. And so I noticed that for sure. And so I wrote that down because I was like, I was like, oh, he's drinking with the shoulder that he hurt. And then on the next episode or like the next scene, like it was back to being on the like the normal side. And I was like, wait, what? The oh, yeah, it was just switching happened? just nonsense. But there was confirmation that Jack was playing football again. Mitch is still out there coaching again. Yep. Wrote that down. Mitch is a coach again. So he's a coach. He's a guidance counselor. He's potentially still a GM. He's a father. He's going to be a new father that we find out in the next episode. Well, maybe, maybe not. There's some drama involved with that. He's a he's a new Definitely husband. Definitely a new husband. Husband. he's growing that family he's growing that career he, this is mitch on top of the world baby mitch was at the bottom of the barrel for a while there when he was out there trying to swang potentially gonna fuck miss jacobs in your mind but now he's riding that leery fresh fish wave well because he tells dawson he's like man i always wanted to have a lot of kids and he's like dude it was like it took us like three years to have you and then we like it took us like another 20 years to have another kid so he's like man what the fuck dude but he's like he's like i wanted that many kids because i wanted a family full of love and he's like then i realized i did have a family full of love i got an awesome son named dawson who loves film and photographs and uh, i got a amazing wife who you know one time she fucked uh, the guy at the fucking uh, her, the hurricane store. bob but but hurricane bob is dead and you know, that second hurricane fucking killed So let's talk about him. Dawson leading up to Jen's birthday party here. We get confirmation of what's going on at Leary's Fresh Fish. They're rocking and they're hopping and they're looking for a bartender. And lo and behold, Gretchen's all up in there applying for and getting that bartender job. With a whole lot of pressure about like... Oh yeah, at the Family Fish and Film Studio. Yes, the Leary Fresh Family Fill... Damn it, there's too many F's. 
<laughs> Leary's Fresh Fish and Family Film and Photography Market. <laughs> yes. It all works. It flows right so off the tongue. So Gail is kind of like everyone has been doing like pushing at Gretchen. Like, well, I just, I was hoping you, so we were looking for someone long term. Gretchen's like, yeah, well, I'm on break. So don't worry about it. I'll be around. She's like, yeah, I'm in no hurry to go back that to that. Well, where I, you know, did Well, that. Dawson and his mom start kind of talking about that and then start talking about college. And she's like, you've been applying places across the fucking country. And I just want to make sure you're not running away from a certain someone. Uh, because that would be a bad choice that we don't want to see you make. And he's all like, well, I'm pretty sure you knew that I might be going to California since I love films. But, uh, yeah. I, I see because he's saying. not fully committed to that being the reason he's going to the West Coast either. It's definitely part of it as he's running because he can go to New oh, York yeah. and have a really great film education as well, and then make his way out to California. But neither here nor there because he's Dawson now. Pacey and Joey. Yeah, she finds out she's the number four student in the class, and so she's kind of freaking out because like she. She's afraid that she's not going to be able to afford any of this. And then on top of it, she's afraid that she would lose Pacey because she knows that if she's number four in her class, Pacey's got to be like. Oh, she's not even concerned about where Pacey's at because he's definitely at the bottom. That's not an important thing. What she's concerned about. Well, she just knows that they won't be able to get. Oh, no, that was never. And that's why she's worried. She she's just worried that that might affect her future because she just wants to be wherever he is. And he says to her, he's like, I'm just going to go wherever you're at. Like, he's like, I don't. He doesn't have to go. He can go to a community college wherever she goes I feel like her concerns were more about the fact that being number four in her class and not having any extracurriculars is going to potentially keep her out of the Ivy League school she wants to go to. Because like the counselor was saying, and it was realistic information to give her, is that like this school wants number four and like first seat flautist in an orchestra or some shit like that like you got to have something else to go with it and joey's like fuck i don't have that and i'm not number one who's number one though andy i'm guessing is number one yeah but she also has different things that these other people like she i'm sure a college can appreciate when someone puts down certain life experiences like like uh, i've been helping run a bed and breakfast uh, like throughout my senior and part of my junior year I'm just high going because we haven't touched uh, on what she's written as far as essays at any of these schools or anything so we don't really know what angle she took if she wrote about that i don't know because like those are big right. things no, I too agree with like, you, but i don't know I, i'm assuming she's smart enough to have used those as tools but we didn't really get any information on and then like getting the life experience of going out and sailing for three months like living off of off of that like like that's definitely going to give you some okay, life well, experience. I don't think we need to sit here and big up Joey anymore because we both agree that like she can get into a good school, so that's good. But I think her biggest worries were Pacey and definitely finances. fine. I don't think Pacey was a worry until they until talked he about was it. The way he was about it, yeah, he's like, "Don't worry, I'm just going to go wherever you're going." Eventually. Because in the beginning, he sees this Princeton thing, and he's like, "It seems like he's kind of worried about it because he knows." More than she was thinking about it, he knows that he's not going to be able to go to Princeton with her, obviously. So he's going to have to find a way, A, to graduate, to realistically be able to think about following her. 
You know what I mean? Because he could look into going to a, a smaller school or a, a state school or a, a community college or something in that area to stay close to her if he goes that route. Or at least go in some vocational training. Uh, I don't know. What are other career paths if you don't want to go to fucking college? Just Any get a job. job, I guess. Yeah, but if you're looking for a career, I'm saying. Nah, man. I mean, like. In his mind, he's like, "Do I just marry Joey? She's gonna be rich okay, as you fuck know doing he's... something." He's like, "I'll do something. I'll, I'll." Do you do really think that's the way Pacey's thinking? I will just marry Joey. She's gonna be rich as fuck, and I'll do nothing. She's not gonna be rich as fuck for a while. He's got to do something in the meantime. Well, that's what I'm saying. He gets a job. Like he's gonna do something. He's gonna to at least support have both a job. of them, though. You got to think about it that way, or at least potentially support both of them until she starts bringing in the money. And she's gonna be going to school. If she's trying to get a doctorate, that's twelve years of fucking school. And how much money in student loans, bro? Come on. I think we're both really overthinking this, but it's interesting to think about. Uh, who was number two? Here's what I was thinking about. Who was number two? If Andy was number one, I'm guessing it was Kenny, uh, class president Kenny. Yeah, it's Number uh, three is Mary Beth, that one chick Dawson went on a date with that one time. She seems smart. Possible, but I think Well, unlikely. then who's your guess for who fills out the third? Who's above Joey? Unknown student. Dude, all right. That's such a boring guess. I was trying to think about the cast of characters. Here's what I want to point out about, because you had pointed out, like, is this going to be an ongoing storyline with the Pacey thing, or are they just going to drop it, like, as far as his grades? Well, he's studying right off the bat with with Joey in the beginning, and he says he's bored, and she's like, well, that's the fucking point. And he's reading 1984, and completely misses the entire point of it, because he's like, 1984 already came and went, so what's the point? Well, it's not about the year it takes place in Pacey, it's about the concept of what happens during that year, it could happen in any year. I know you're smarter than that, you dumb fuck. But he also makes fun of authors from the 1950s. Well, this book came out in 1949. So, even wrong on the decade. Shame on the writers of this show more than on Pacey. Shame. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So, Joey was actually, at this point, hiding from Pacey that she was fourth. And she tells Bessie, and Bessie's like, that's fucking great. What does Pacey think? He's like, oh, I haven't told him. And Bessie's like, you gotta tell him. Like Bessie always says, what do you do? Just do it. Well, you got to talk about it. How do you think I'm in a healthy ass relationship like this with my man Bodie and we got a kid? We talk about this shit. Talk about it. Yeah, she's like, she's like, imagine this was a TV show. People were questioning where Bodie was forever and I knew. So she does. She goes and tells him at this point and he, his immediate reaction, because she's like, I don't want you to like laugh at me. First thing he does is laugh at her and go, that's not a problem. We should all have that problem. And so she's like. Fuck it then. I'm gonna be one of the guys tonight. We're going to this party. Yeah, she's like, she's like, we'll both be guys tonight. So that's when we get to the party. Uh, no, Jen and Dawson show up together, uh, which I like seeing that pair happen. She, it's when she reveals that she didn't ever date Drew, but they definitely fucked. So yeah. when she was 14, I think she says her and tall ass Drew Valentine and short ass Jen Lindley banging it out. It's no good. And then Joey and Pacey show up. And he's going to drink. She's going to drink. And he's like, oh, no, I don't think so. And she's like, oh, no, I do think so. She's like, no, man, I'm getting fucking drunk. And then she, like, like spits some, like, truth to Jen when they're on the docks later. Like, she was being friendly, but she was like, yeah, we're not friends. Or at least we weren't friends. 
And then she's like, somewhere along the line, we became friends. She's like, but I can't pinpoint it. Well, that's what I think she's saying. Like, they're definitely friends, is what she said. But then she kind of ran through the whole history of... It was more like the this thing they do all the time, the commentary on the show, where she's like, well, we're not... Jen was like, well, let's not talk about it before we figure out why we're not supposed to be friends. Like, you know, as a TV show, there's supposed to be a reason they're not friends with each other. But they are friends at this point. I like that whole threesome of Andy and Jen and Joey out on the dock, the ladies of the creek, just having a moment together. But before we get there, that's when Jen has the conversation with Drew and he's like, this isn't my house. And he's like, she's like, well, what the fuck? If this isn't his house, whose house is this? And where the fuck does Drew Valentine live then? What's going on with Drew? Because she doesn't know. That's where Joey's all like telling Jen, oh yeah, he lives in this apartment by the, the boat place. And yeah, you know, like his dad kind of split town with a younger model, as he put it. So that's what's happening there. And John's like, really? And he's living in an apartment at the yacht club with his mom. Yeah, yeah, at the boat place. So he, uh, at the boat place. Oh, I guess I didn't pick up on that's what the yacht club was. <laughs> if I think boat place, I think marina. Yeah, I, I, I said boat place because I couldn't think of the word yacht club. So Joey's drunk as shit and Dawson's like, yo, why aren't you happy right now? You just like, you're gonna, you're fourth. You're gonna get into the school you want to go to. Things are gonna be great. And she's like, I don't know that man. You don't know that either. So I'm getting drunk. Get off my fucking back. I don't want to talk about college. (laughs) Yeah, it was really funny. I really liked that because he seemed like he was being a little whiny, Dawson-esque. And she's, oh, yeah. And she's like, man, I'm here to fucking party. Get she was so here. funny as a drunk in this whole episode from top to bottom. Pacey's playing poker with uh, Drew and some ladies. Oh, yeah. And then it turns into strip poker. And Joey comes up and like, you think she's going to be angry? But she's like kind of angry, but like it's the the dynamic between Joey and Paisley and their re- relationship they've shown on throughout this season has been like really good. Like they don't really fight, but they fight a lot. But it's like it seems like Joey's learned how to navigate his emotions and reactions really well. She keeps yes. her cool in most instances and knows how he's going to play things. Because in the next episode where she's talking about like something's different. She really likes everything it seems about Pacey and how he is like he just like needs even to graduate in certain situations high like like throughout this like in this episode when she's sitting down to play poker or whatever and Pacey's like you're going to make me do the ultimate guy thing or whatever and then like picks her up over his shoulder and she's kind of like wow but like I was like ah she loves it like Ooh. Well, and Daw- you see Dawson see that, and like, like and Dawson's kind of like looking on disapprovingly. Well, that's the look on his face is hard to read. And to me, I wrote down like perturbed. So yeah, kind of like disapproving. But we find out later when he's talking to Gretchen about it that it's more that he realized what they had was real. Because it was the yeah. first time he saw them fight when they were dating. And not when they were just friends. He's like, it was just different. And it solidified it more than any of the kissing or any of the other stuff that I saw. So it wasn't even so much that he disapproved. Is it just like that one punched him in the heart a little bit? Yeah, he even said it like it hurt more than seeing them kiss. Because it was like, he's like, no, this is when I realized it was real. Well, that just goes to show like the dynamic between them is what you're saying. Like, it's just so good. Like, it's the best dynamic of any relationship they've shown on this show yet. Once they've gotten, once they've come back 
and even building up to leaving for the summer, but definitely since they've come back in season four, the dynamic between Joey and Pacey is just spot on. Well, and that's what I was saying in, in past episodes where it was like, you're going to spend three months with someone and that's like the main person you're spending all that time with. Your bond is going to grow pr- probably pretty significantly. And like, it's just, they move in like lockstep with each other. So Jen and Drew move into a little bit of lockstep at the end here in a 16 candle style ending. Another John Hughes reference where they're sitting there talking about, she's like, she was sorry that she heard about what happened and all the stuff we were just talking about before. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. I want you to take this box with this drug in it. And I want you to go back to New York Jen ways. Yeah, he's a real douchebag. True, a true devil. He's like, people don't change as much as you say, and you look like you've changed right now. It's bullshit. I'm gonna leave this little thing right here for safekeeping. You do with it what you want to do, girl. And she does. We find out she takes it, but we don't find out until Great Expectations for sure that she actually took it. So my four takes from this one episode are this: because I pretty much now have gotten to the things for season four. Is every episode I'm gonna have four takes. So Actually, my four really takes for uh, future tense were, you know, Pacey and Joey are as solid as ever. Uh, Joe's number four. Drew is a slime ball and Jack got injured. That's what I took away from this episode. Well, yeah, the whole thing between Jack and Andy was like she's being super controlling about people getting into college because she's been done trying to get into college for like probably months now. And Jack's still like applying to places Years. and shit. Oh, yeah. Jack's, like, applying to places and figuring things out. He was just going to use football as his distraction from all this bullshit. But then he gets injured in practice and ain't no football for Jack anymore. Now, I had a question for you before we move on to the next one. In the last scene there with Gretchen and Dawson and playing quarters and shit, how are you feeling about those two at this point? Yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like those two are going to hook up at some point. Well, let's move on to a family way here. And we're going to start talking about the Leary family and how Gretchen interweaves with them throughout this whole thing. Because this is the Gale pregnancy. We find out the Leary family is growing. This this episode just opens with a home run. Oh, dude. Chucky B steps up, first pitch, fastball, (laughs) bam, out the park. No doubt. Well, they come back and she's taking the test and it's positive and Gail's happy. Mitch is happy. At least they're looking happy or whatever. And Dawson's just kind of like, uh, fuck. I don't really know. I got to go to Mr. Brooks and do some painting. So we find out that's how he's paying off his debt to Mr. Brooks is by painting his house. Apparently he gives him a weak ass congratulations when Mitch is like, don't you have something to say? He's like, yeah, congrats. And then he splits. So it's like, oh, well. Dawson I didn't expect that well Mitch is like yeah I think he's just kind of shocked well for sure and with that of course and I think that's fair he was shocked obviously he ends up coming around he do he gets brought up and down on the whole whirlwind of emotions in this episode as far as his pregnancy is concerned so he's only over the next two episodes probably for this whole fucking for the whole last season for this whole fucking season probably too why not Dawson's just confused all the time but Mr. Brooke wants to know what he's distracted by while he's over there painting so he's digging around in his shit and he finds his pictures like this is all fucking trash you take garbage pictures Dawson get the fuck out of here you're a great painter compared to the photographer you are and you're a fucking terrible painter too he's like he's like dude it's great watching you paint this and then knowing that i'm gonna pay someone else to paint over it (laughs) i love i love mr brooks and dawson's all like man i thought i was doing a pretty good job and he's like yeah you probably think you take good pictures too 
Well, he's doing a great job because what he's painting looks like it's already been painted. So hard to make it look any better. Yeah. Really, <laughs> I mean, all it looks like is he's freshening it up. Can I ask you about the fancy fucking doctor's office that Mitch and Gail were sitting in? Did you see that thing? Have you ever been in a doctor's office that looked like that before? I wasn't really paying attention. The woodwork in there, the fucking whatever kind of wood that was. It looked like a study. I don't know. I've never mansion. been to a doctor's office for like a pregnancy. So maybe those are nicer. I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think. Like, I mean, maybe. Again, it's Cape Side. So who knows what the fuck is going on with all these rich people over there? I just see it was an elaborate waiting room. I don't know. I kind of feel like not everybody in Cape Side is rich because realistically. The four people that the show like follows in Jen Dawson, Joey and Pacey, like none of them are rich. Not all. But think about how many other kids are in the school. Think about the fact that there's a yacht club in there. That's rich. people. Yeah. Like there are a lot of not rich people. There's probably people that run the whole spectrum of the economic ladder. But there are definitely super rich people in this town or right up in this area. And like Andy and Jack. Like, we don't really know how their finances are. But they were, at one point, very good. Yeah. But, man, <laughs> that that was a whole sidebar about wealth in Cape Side. Important to talk about, not important hey, at all. this time on Cape Side Wealth. <laughs> um, so Gretchen's looking at the pics, and she's like, these are actually really good. And he's like, no, nah, man, Mr. Brooks is right. These are shit. I suck. <laughs> yeah, Dawson just like shits out of himself all the time and then takes a bunch of pictures of Gretchen. Whole, and she's not hating it. A whole bunch of pictures of Gretchen. Well, she's saying don't. But all right, here's where you're that fine line where she's saying don't, but she is saying do, or at least that's how he interprets it. And he keeps taking the pictures and she keeps letting him. It was all very creepy to me. You said last episode you thought Dawson was given a creepy vibe. This whole picture thing was creepy to me. I think just taking pictures of someone is, is kind of creepy. I know it's in general. I know it's meant to be cute and flirtatious and playful and show that these two have a, a chemistry together or whatever. And Mr. Brooks even ends up saying in the end, like, you got some potential here with this picture. And it's a picture of her. Um, because he's like, it's the first time I can see some of you in the picture, too. It comes to life that way. Your other shit was emotionless and dead. This has got some vibrancy. And Dawson's like, oh, shit, all right. And I'm sitting here thinking, what the fuck Mr. Brooks know about art? I don't know. He's a yacht guy. Obviously, he knows a decent enough amount to be able to be commenting on something. He knows he wants to be talking to Grams. He just doesn't know how to do it. Are you thinking that Mr. Brooks and Grams are going to have a little fucking secret trip? I think he should at least try. Why the fuck not? Um, like, hey, I like this strong woman named Grams. When Dawson gets back from doing this and he comes out of the dark room developing the pictures we were just talking about that come up later, he sees Mitch and Gail and they've come back from the doctor's office. Now, we left out a conversation they'd been having earlier regarding abortion, because that definitely comes up here, where she had said, if I had to make the call right now, I wouldn't be pregnant right now. Oh, yeah. Gail's like, I am done having kids. So they come back and they tell Dawson that now. And right right after he tells them, he starts up by saying, I want to apologize for what I said earlier. This is amazing. I can't wait to have a, a brother or sister. This is going to be great. And Gail's like, well, wait, actually, Dawson, I'm about to kill because your Because I'm going to kill your baby brother or sister. I'm going to kill them dead right where they grow. So 
Dawson and Mitch have a conversation about this. Because Gail had said, this wasn't a split decision for Gail. She did say, I'd suspected this for weeks already. I didn't want to face the reality. You guys caught on, obviously. Gretchen pointed it out. The jig was up. Now I gotta face the reality. I don't want to fucking do this. Mitch and Dawson talk, and Dawson's kind of like, how can you be on board with it? He's like, I don't know, man. It's her body, first and foremost. And second, like, like you were talking about earlier, I'm good with what I have. I have a loving family, and that's all I can ask for. Dawson's like, shit, all right, man, I guess. I gotta go talk to Gretchen about this shit. And that's where he reveals, like, all right, I kind of figured out what you're doing here, so what happened? And I don't think they made the wrong call here, but they kind of pull a softball on it by she didn't have an abortion she had a miscarriage after she, she thought de- about having an abortion she said she decided she, didn't. To. she said she decided to have one but she had a miscarriage before she could and now she lives with the guilt of deciding that she would have even though she didn't have to so they didn't go all the way and say gretchen had an abortion they just said she was going to but nature took care of it she, he's like i'm not going to tell anyone about this and she's like, thank you, I know I can trust you. So again, just kind of further building that relationship between those two is something that's more than just, I remember you having a crush on me eight years ago. They're developing. Yeah, yeah, they've got a little bit of foundation now where they've got a shared situation. So after Dawson's kind of upset by the baby thing, and then he comes around and he's happy about it, then he gets the wind taken out of his sails because there's an abortion going on. Then he talks to Gretchen and he gets a little bit of understanding about it. And then he comes back home and guess what, Dawson? Let's ride this roller coaster all the way back up to the top again, baby, because there's going to be a baby. Oh, yeah, because when, like, at some point when Gail's all like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to get this baby aborted, she's like, she's like, you know, I just don't want to fail again. I'm I'm sick of being a failure. And she's like, I failed as a mom. She's like, I failed as a wife. She's like, I failed as a, you know, a famous fish filleter. I'm just a failure of everything pretty much that I could do. I'm a failure being a, a woman named Gail. And Dawson's all like, listen here, mom. First of all, I love you. Lots of love. LOL. On top of that, you're a great mom. Probably the best mom ever that I have ever had. Best mom I've and, ever known, I think he says. Best mom and dad I've ever known. And I mean, like, quite quite personally, that's the only mom and dad you've ever known. Oh, he's known a lot of mom and dads. They're the only mom and dad he's ever had, if you catch my distinction. Like, yeah, I, but... I know your mom and dad, but I've never had your mom and dad. <laughs> so, moving on from there... So Pacey and Joey are, this is, this is where we get the confirmation straight up. Ain't no sex happening between those two. Cause they're making out and he's like, I'm ending this right now. You usually end this shit. Now it's my turn. I'm pulling the fucking cards off the table. We're done. He's trying to jumpstart the conversation about boning down and boy, does it work. He manipulates the hell out of her. Yeah. And so she's like, she's like, all right. And so she's like, I got to talk to the only person I know who knows about fucking where is Jen. And so she goes to talk about Jen and Jen's like, all right. She's like, you just need to be educated. Hold on. Can I tell you how Joey initiates the conversation? Because I thought it was fucking hilarious. She just looks at Jen and she goes, the mashed potatoes are cold. And so am I. 
And immediately Jen picks up on it because you're right. Jen is a sex hound. She's like, this is about sex, isn't it? And I think Joey's like, when is, when is it not or something? But, but yeah, you're right. It's pretty funny. But you're right about the educated. Like, she pretty much just like comes straight out. She's like, she's like, so how do you know you're ready to fuck? Who, Jen? And Jen's like, oh, no, Joey. And Jen's just like, well, I don't really think you ever know, but you just got to be prepared, I guess. And Joey's like, all right, cool. Get prepared. Go and learn some shit. Go and know some shit. And then, like, the doctor, she's all like, I just want to let you know that you can get herpes. And I just want to let you know you can get syphilis. No, I just like- want to let you know you can get pregnant. I just want to let you know you could probably die. Yeah, and seriously. then Joey's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to get HIV. And she's like, well, I mean, you could get it. And <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, I don't want to get it. And she's like, hey, let me just flip this over, though, and say it's fucking pretty cool. And it's pretty groovy as long as you're safe. And is your partner willing to wear a condom? Is your partner fucking other people? She's like, well, I don't think he's fucking other people. And she's like, well, if you might think that he's fucking other people. She's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. And she's like, well, I'm just saying, if he's fucking other people, you should probably know about that shit. And she's like, no, I know he's not. And you need to calm down and just let me process all this. And she's like, all right. Here's some condoms, and uh, you come in next week for lady exam. A pelvic exam. we'll be good. So, yeah, she hands her the sex bag full of condoms and literature and whatever else is in there, French ticklers. I don't really fucking know. And she stashes it in her underwear drawer. Bessie's putting shit away later. You brought this up earlier. She finds the sex bag. They freak out at dinner. Bodie is the one who comes out later. Joey's sitting outside just chilling with her thoughts. Bodie comes out with Alexander and he's like, listen, man, Bessie's just worried about you. That's it. Like, you just gotta, you know, understand that that's what's going on. And they kind of talk, talk frankly about things for a bit. And she's like, I don't know. Bodie, I have not decided about sex yet, so I haven't had it. If I already told Bessie I did, and if she doesn't believe me, I'm telling you again, like, I didn't do it. Bessie needs to calm down. And they end up doing dishes together later and smiling at each other while the soundtrack plays, so you could tell they yeah, made Yeah, because Betsy realizes she's overreacting. She's all like, yeah, you know what? I did want the steamy fucking story about her boning for 89 straight days. Even beyond that, if she is going to be having sex, at least she's being smart about it. Oh, exactly. Like... That's all you can ask for. Like, you can't look at, uh, what are they, 17, 18 years old now and be like, well, they're not going to. Like, no. Chances are they are. So let them be fucking prepared. And I'm glad that the show covered that. And the smaller storyline on this that ends up becoming bigger in the next one is with Jack and Andy. Actually, no, it gets big on this one. Oh, yeah, he's labeled I dangerous well, it goes because out- he's fucking gay. Well, he needs to do the same thing that... Uh, Joey was thinking about last episode to get some extracurriculars on his shit, especially now that he's not going to be able to play football. So Andy brings him into coaching some peewee soccer. There's this girl Molly on the team. You can tell that Jack's going to, that she's going to be the one who makes him really interested in doing this because she's going to come around and really like coach Jack. And that's her older sister or whatever is hitting on Jack, making him super uncomfortable to the point that he eventually is just like, I'm gay. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I knew that uh whatever but then she tells a bunch of people and like you said label the fucking danger yeah because like she uh like the next week or something like that the little girl molly she's like oh yeah these two kids aren't coming because their dads pulled them out of the league saying that you're dangerous and he's like you gotta be fucking kidding me he's and then this is what i wanted to pull this was actually one of my four fucking points about this show 
this episode of Family Way, episode five, season four of Dawson's Creek. There has been legit episode five. Oh yeah, episode five, season four. Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) There's been one legit pedophile on this show already, but the gay guy is the monster. Right. Yeah. Well, she did get driven out of town. Yes and no. She she decided to leave. Quote unquote driven out of town. She couldn't have really gotten much work around there. So she kind of had to leave. But you're right. She wasn't like driven out with pitchforks or anything. But Molly does say, she's like, don't worry, Coach Jack. I know you're not dangerous. Like, I get it. Like, I'm one of those kids who's been raised in a household that isn't totally shitty. Even though my sister, who's 20 years older than me, is a total piece of shit. Natasha Boyardee. There's a name I just remember. That's what they said Jack's fake girlfriend's name was. Yeah. Natasha well, first, Boyardee. First, like, uh, fucking Andy's all like, oh, yeah, I'm his girlfriend. And <laughs> she's all like, she's all like, I thought you were his sister. Well, Jack had already said like, something oh, the yeah, day before. Her girlfriend's name is Natasha. Natasha what? Boyardee? I'd be like, what the fuck business is it of yours what my girlfriend's last name is? Her last name is Go Fuck Yourself. Yeah. Talk to me about your four pillars. Yeah, my other three uh, points was, you know, this show and the fucking weird things. But I understand that. Also, um, maybe abortion, maybe a baby. And then Gretchen equals miscarriage. And Joe equals virgin. That's what I got out of this episode. Yep. The four pillars of Chuck right there. Episode five. Let's talk about episode six. Great expectations. This episode starts out with a great expectation of Andy her entire life. Striving to be the best. Striving to go to Harvard. And lo and behold, she gets accepted to Harvard. And Jack and Jen are there to cheer her on. Well, she gets the letter and she's like, it's not very thick. Like, you'd think if it was an acceptance letter, there'd be more in there. And Jen's like, you know, size only matters when you have a full view of the entire package. And Jack kind of gives her a little look, too. And I'm like, come on, guys. Come on. This is a very serious moment about Harvard. And she's going to fucking Harvard, goddammit. Well, she's she's wearing her dad's sweater later on. Like, because he yeah, comes back yeah, into Mr. town. Yeah, Mr. McPhee is like a good dad in this episode. I feel dude, he was so happy about this. I feel like he was sexually excited. Like it was so weird how over the top into it he was. He was going to go call all of his Harvard buddies. I don't know, is that the way it is with Harvard? Yeah, they're going to brag that their kids are good enough to get into Harvard. They just circle jerk each other about getting into Harvard. Is that like fun to do? I guess. Yeah, cuz they love being smart. And it's all just about being smart and rich. Oh, I man. Know. I don't know. That's fine. I guess I can't judge it because I I definitely have not lived it. So we find out real early in this episode about a rave when we're back at the record store with Dawson and Gretchen. And she's she's being real pretentious about music. Some dude. This seriously, this guy. Did you look at his face? The guy who walked up and gave her the flyer? It was like this blank, dead creepy expression just hands her this flyer and walks away it was so weird i just thought it was kind of funny that like he kind of looked at them both and was like all right if i have to give out one flyer to the two of these people who is it more likely to go yeah i'm giving it to this chick kind of looks like a hippie you always give it to the woman if you have a choice to give an invite to a party every time for a myriad of reasons you definitely don't give it to dawson leary Although he doesn't know Dawson Leary, so he doesn't know that. But she's like, I'm going to this rave. And he's like, I'm not going to this rave. 
She's like, you really need to. He's like, I'll take a rain check on that. She's like, as part of this friendship, like, I demand that you do some shit outside of your comfort zone. And he's like, not this one. Uh-uh. No rave. See you later. But they do listen to a CD together. And while they're doing that, who walks by the window and happens to take a little peek in? P. Joe. <laughs> Not PB and Joe? Nope, just P. Joe. Okay, P. Joe comes in and Joe gets herself an eyeful of Gretchen and Dawson doing little flirtatious romantic things together. And she immediately smells something in the water she's like oh yeah is it jealousy we don't really go we don't know is it just i don't think it's jealousy concern is it i don't think it's concern i don't think it's jealousy i just think it's kind of like awkwardness yeah i think it's more just kind of like oh okay yeah i can see that like it's just kind of like noticing it and then like realizing it and being like Oh yeah. All so right. you don't you don't feel like it was kind of a warning later in the episode when she came up to Gretchen and was like, "Hey, do you think that like maybe Dawson thinks this is a date?" And Gretchen's like, "No, definitely not." And Joe was like, "Yeah, but Dawson has this way of like turning things that happened when he was eleven into something that's happening now. So you might want to look out for that." Which forces Gretchen to get into her own head and go up to Dawson and be like, "Hey, I just want to let you know this isn't a romantic thing." And Dawson's like. Yeah, I know it isn't. Did I do something that made you think that it was? And she's like, oh, fuck, no, I'm sorry. Like, you didn't, you didn't. So Joey was kind of like fucking with Gretchen a little bit there, I think. I don't think she was fucking with her. I think he, she was legitimately trying to be like, hey, just so you know, this could be an angle. And if you don't want that to be the angle, you might be wise and nip it in the bud. But what business is it of Joey's to step in and say anything about that, especially at this point where they're just first hanging out? It's not like they've developed this anything, you know, concrete yet. They're still talking about the foundation of their friendship in this episode, which is ultimately what they settle on. Because he is. He's like, no, I just I need someone to just be in the moment with now. I have all this history with these other people. I got all the shit I got to worry about in the future. But you and I, we can just exist in this moment right here as friends, and that's all I need. And she's like, perfect. That works for me, too. I just think it's weird that Joey needed to insert herself at all. I feel like Joey's a very nosy person. So she doesn't want to be, but the people that are in her life, she wants to know what's going on in their life. So she's got to be inserted somehow. And then on top of it, it's... Casey's sister but it's not like her and Gretchen are close like why wouldn't she talk to Dawson about it I feel like she is far less close to Dawson recently well yes than in the past and that's another reason why she would say because she's basing this off of her own experience with Dawson right she's the she's the one who pined for him from afar from when they yeah, were kids. I understand but then it, it did kind of turn after that and so she's just saying, hey, I just want you to know, like, with, in not as many words, like, this is basically, like, I'm just letting you know. But at the same time, she hasn't really been good friends with Dawson in the last, I don't know, six months. 
And a person can change a lot, especially at this age, a person can change a lot based on who they're just spending their time with. And he's spending his time with the beach buds and they're all just hanging out, you know, taking pictures. And so they're just kind of like selfie time and just trying to chill. Whereas it seems like him and Joey's relationship, the more that as they got older, just was more and more about just like deep conversations and trying to almost one up each other. But, but then it seemed like he got like the um like hey you're gonna go off and do like be some oceanographer or something like that and joey's like no i never really wanted to do that i just wanted to get the fuck out of here and like it's just crazy so jen gets the invite to the rave through email from drew we get confirmations aol all these motherfuckers are up on and she's like yeah no i'm not interested in doing that at all she's like you need the stimulation uh and he's like i also know that uh, you took the ecstasy so i think you do want to come to this rave uh andy finds out about it through jack and he's like i'm going and she's like yeah i feel empty right now probably because of my medication so i'm gonna go to this rave too so the only one at this point who isn't going uh is dawson is dawson how did joey and pacey get invited into this does Gretchen invite them? Because I know Jack is the one who has the flyer and knows about it for the rave. I don't know where he got the flyer from, but they show that he has one, and she shows it to her, or he shows it to her at the house. Gretchen is the one who got it and showed it to Dawson, so that's how they know about it. Oh, you know what happened was this: like she invited Dawson, Dawson said no, so then she invited gretchen invited Joey because yeah. she had been hanging out with more with Joey because Joe. Uh, Pacey and Gretchen live together now. That's right. That's right. So she's always over there. So she's hanging out with Gretchen more. So then Dawson, well, he gets home and he finds out, boom, hey, surprise, congratulations. They're keeping the baby. And Dawson's like, Dawson's like, I got to go then, man. I'm going to roll. And Mitch is like, man, I love that kid because he knows how to take a motherfucking hint. He knows how to get the fuck out of here so we can Fuck. Uh, yeah, because we can't get pregnant right now, so let's do it. We're already pregnant. And Dawson's like, I don't, as much as I like laying up in my bedroom, watching a movie, and faintly hear you guys having sex in the pantry in the background, tonight, I'm going to go to a rave. And I'm going to go right now. So Dawson, and here's like, it's just so crazy how nonchalantly he rolls up to that house, comes to the door, and comes in. He's like, hey, Let's get in my car and drive to this thing. Like, he's very chill about hanging out with Dawson and Joey. As much as he does not admit to Gretchen, well, he's thinking, he's all like, all right. You know he The is. perfect payback on Pacey for banging my best friend is to bang his sister. You honestly think that his feelings for Gretchen here are going to be payback and not actual romantic? No, feelings? I don't. But it's a twofer. If he can get, if he can get an actual like good relationship out of this, that works for him. But he can also kind of burn Pacey by being like, "All right, well, I'm banging your sister." All right. If you're looking, if you're looking at life as a way of getting even or equal or back at people, you're absolutely right. It is a great twofer. It's... Oh, and Dawson would totally look at that eventually. Dawson's character would totally see that. I think it would be different if he hadn't had the crush they told us about when he was younger. And I think that's why they tell us about that crush. So it makes it seem like he's not uh, doing so it out of spite. So it's less obvious that he's just trying to I don't to think he's doing it out of Pacey's spite sister. at all. I don't think that's his motivation in the slightest. 
it's not his motivation, but it's got to be in the back of his mind. At this point, we're we're more than halfway through the series, right? So we ha- we know a little bit about our characters, or at least we like we think we do. Okay, so you're right. He's smart enough to acknowledge that it's a thing that he would be sleeping with Pacey's sister, but that doesn't mean anything. He's smart enough. Well, to I'm, acknowledge- not, I'm not saying that it's his driving force, but it's his kind of like extra. I don't even think it, that's what I'm saying. I don't even think it's the mustard on the hot dog. I'm telling you right now that if him and Pacey are alone in kind of a friendly situation and Pacey's still dating Joey and Dawson's maybe dating uh, Gretchen, he would definitely be like, oh, yeah, fuck your sister. Thanks for fucking my best friend okay. and my ex. We're even. None of them are fucking right now, though. They're well, I'm just saying. Fucking. It'll you happen eventually. And you don't it'll... even know that. You, you were so certain that they had fucked out on the ocean. And now you're well, I mean, it just makes fucking sense. It, it, it makes less sense that they didn't. I disagree with you there. This is the OC they would have fucked. This isn't the OC, Chuck. Get it through your fucking head. Was this not enough for you? What happened in these episodes? The most OC three-pack we've ever seen. As you thought that you needed more OC, it gave it to you. The gods of the creek delivered it unto your lap. They gave me, like, halves. And he almost fucking died from ecstasy. All right, they gave you the best OC they could give you on the creek. The Oak Creek. I guess they gave me their best attempt at Oak Creek. What else could they give you? This is what they're doing, man. This isn't the OC. You know it. You already know that at this point. We've discussed it. <laughs> they could have gone exactly where I said they could have gone. Where? Dawson could have been like, banged your sister. And... But that's not Dawson. That's not the show at all. To just make him be that way out of nowhere would be terrible. I think that is Dawson. I Ah. We're going to disagree there. I don't think Dawson's a good guy. I'm not saying I think Dawson's a good or a bad guy. I'm saying I don't think he's the kind of guy who would revenge fuck Pacey's sister and rub it I in his I don't think face. it would have to be a revenge situation. This is exactly what you're describing, though, so he can gloat about it. The only reason you gloat about it is because it was a revenge on him for fucking his best friend. That's the only reason you would gloat about that. So you can say, ha-ha, motherfucker, I got you. Like I'm saying, man, it's a great twofer. Different opinions on what great is, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm talking from the perspective of Dawson. Again, I stand by what I just said. Different perspectives. That's why it's interesting to think, like, of of, uh, someone who's seen the entire series and and knows more about our character than I do. No, no, that's not even how I'm thinking. I'm trying to, as I comment throughout this entire thing, only Well, I know you're trying to, but I know how hard it is to when you know the entire picture. But it's not that hard because there's so much I don't remember. It's really not that hard for me to go, this is what I know of Dawson so far that they've given me. That's all I'm going to work with. It's not that hard to do. It really isn't. I don't think he's as spiteful as you might think he would want to be. I think we've seen proof of it. Give me an example. Going out of his way to be like, fuck Pacey, I'm not going to be the first person to like approach him about it. When it's clear in certain aspects he wanted to clear the air approach him about what about like clearing the air that's not being spiteful that's just being stubborn there's a difference between not approaching someone to apologize and fucking their sister so you can gloat about it 
One involves doing nothing. One involves making a conscious choice to do something. I agree that there's a difference. So I don't know how you can even compare those two things. It's not that I'm saying he's going to fuck his sister just to gloat about it. I'm saying it's going to be something where he's like, like he would bring it up if it was just him and Pacey. And, and if they get into a fight afterwards, he'll definitely bring it up. I think you're 100% wrong, but that's not well, And that just makes me believe that it's not going to happen, but... What's not going to happen? Hope. I can hope. What's not going to happen? Fingers crossed. I've tried to put you off the scent of shit before. I don't even know, man. Like I said, I'm only talking about what's happening up to this point. I'm not, nothing about what happens afterwards. So, in this episode, I found out that Jack's shoulder was better, magically. Oh, yeah, he's good now, man. Don't worry about it. He can go Raven. It's good. He can watch his sister almost die. It threw me for a loop because I was like, wait a second. You're you're not knowing which shoulder you should wear the sling on. And you know which one got hurt, but you don't know which shoulder to wear the sling on. And then all of a sudden, like an episode later, you're like, nah, man, I'm good. So they, they drive through some, like, cornfields and go to this weird place, and they get this thing, and they're told to follow the Yellowbird Road, and then eventually they get to the party where who meets them but Drew fucking Valentine. Yeah, New York Drew's there fucking slinging ecstasy and fucking creepy smiles. Well, this is where Dawson makes the Abby Morgan reference, and Andy, you can immediately tell that she's feeling real good because she's rubbing Joey's arm. And only person that knows at this point is Jen. Drew ends up figuring it out real quick because he's like, which one of y'all McPhee's want to dance? Which I thought was interesting because he did offer out a dance option to to Jack there just casually. But Andy took him up on it, went out and... As they're dancing, we find out Drew's very perceptive. He's like, how hard are you rolling right now? She's like, no, 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 not at all. And he, like, rubs her face with his hand, and she, like, looks like she had an orgasm. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, so you're definitely rolling hard right now. Let me be your tour guide through this journey. And she's like, oh, hell yeah, let's do this thing. (laughs) And then, like, Jen gets super pissed off because she's like, I told you to watch your sister for five fucking minutes while I was going to take a pee. And I mean, she wasn't going to pee. I don't know what she was doing, but either way, she's like, dude, you need to fucking watch your sister. And I thought she was going to like tell Jack like why. And I I feel like she should have confided in Jack. Oh, 100%. She definitely made a mistake in not heading the thing off at the pass it, she was going to get found out no matter what. She had to know that. There's no way they go an entire night and someone doesn't figure out what happened there. So she just need, and it'll get back to Jack. We know how this shit works. Just tell Jack, like, listen, I made a mistake earlier. Drew gave me this thing. Don't tell her that, she, don't tell Drew, or don't tell Jack that you took it when he left it behind. Drew gave me this thing. That's as specific as I'm going to get. I had it. In my room, Andy saw it, got curious, stole it from me, and took it. Boom. Andy's not going to deny how that story went down at all. Yeah. Especially the way things turn out. No, yeah, because like now it's almost like Jen could be ostracized from her group of friends. You know, she could be thrown well, out of the beach buds. Well, and in, in the meantime, fucking Drew's all like, I'm here for you, girl. Well, in the meantime... While all this is going on, Pacey and Joey are outside, and Pacey's just sitting on a couch chilling. He's like, I'm looking up the stars right now, Joe. 
and like man i just miss true love and i miss being out on the sea i miss all this shit right now she's like man i miss it too but you know we kind of got just got to deal with what life is throwing at us right now we got to roll with the punches we're at this fucking rave right now and yes it sucks but well here we are but then they run into drew and andy and they you can tell immediately that pacey can sniff that something's wrong I think Joey can too and Andy's all sweaty and she then she starts going on this tirade about oh that was super awkward yeah it was one of the top three awkward Dawson's Creek moments and they what was great because like Andy just played it off like it was nothing because she's fucking super high in ecstasy she didn't give a shit like she didn't think it was hurtful in her state of mind to say the truth like that and really, ultimately, it wasn't hurtful in the end. And I don't even think No, it because hurtful. it doesn't really affect Joey and Pacey's relationship. That's not something that... Well, not like, even that. That's something that. I feel like would affect, like, like, a Dawson and Joey relationship. Like, every time well, yeah. that they were... Like, when they were in a relationship, every little thing fucking was a huge drama. And that's, like, the complete opposite of Joey and, and Pacey. It's, like... Their little tiffs are like playful. It seems. Well, well, we'll show how good the relationship is once we get to the hospital here. So, every like Drew and Andy go back inside to go to the bounce room that you had brought up earlier, which is where Dawson and Gretchen had decided to go from their conversation about being good friends. Now they're bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, and then she has this fucking Andy just boom hits the ground. She's out. Jack just happens to be walking up with Jen at the time, and they see her, they're yelling out, they get her out to the medical tent, and they said she had some sort of fucking, uh, I don't remember what it was, some with her blood pressure. Some antidepressant. Well, it was what she was, the Nardal she was taking, I think is what it was called, for the depression, with the ecstasy, fucked with her blood pressure, like it got super high or something, and so she was like almost dead. They said she was almost dead, they saved her just in time. Yeah, she had like a 103 degree fever and needed to be at the hospital 10 minutes ago or something. And so they get her there and she ends up being fine. And here's where Pacey's like, you know what, man, like being being Pacey, the way Pacey is, like feeling guilty, like somehow it was his fault. I should have known. I should have seen something. He's like, I want to stay here for the night. And Joey is just like, okay, no, I get it. Stay here. I'm going to go home. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It doesn't get all weird about it. She understands the connection he has with her from the past, but she also knows it's the past. Like, there's that and strength in yeah, the relationship. They, they feel strong enough in their relationship to where it's like, no matter what, like, he's just helping a friend. And she's like, I totally see that. So Mr. McPhee continues to show his good streak where he's like, listen, uh, I'm not mad at you, Andy. I... I I just want to be here to help you figure this out and get better. But Jack is like, I'm fucking mad right now. Yeah, he's like, dude, there's three of us left. You need to fucking talk when something's going wrong. Like, had she said something, maybe she could have gotten off that antidepressant and onto something something else. Something that didn't kill her moods completely because it seemed like something that she was like, she's like, yeah, the low lows are gone, but she's like, now I don't have any highs either. So it's just kind of like I feel nothing all the time and that kind of sucks. And so the dad's like, all right, so what needs to happen here is we need to communicate. No secrets. We need just to like bond together as the threesome that we have left as a family. And then Pacey walks in with the coffee and, you know, the, the mood is kind of lightened. And despite the fact that Andy almost fucking dies 
like it feels like a, a really good learning moment for her that really kind of puts things in perspective compared to how stressed out and anxious she's been about everything i mean it helps that she got into harvard some of that'll be gone but there's a lot of stress stress and anxiety that comes with going to harvard now too yeah you know so well, and then she's like she's like dude pacey about those things i said and pacey's like dude don't even fucking worry about it like i just want you to be okay like i'm glad you're like alive he's like listen i and get then it and he's like like oh my god thank you so dawson had said earlier that he'd really valued gretchen's friendship and she's like okay but she was kind of embarrassed on assuming the romantic angle so she says right at the end of the night here she's like listen i really appreciate your friendship too like i'm glad that we have each other right now this is a solid thing that we're gonna be doing now cool so then the next morning we see dawson and joey talking and he's like hey yeah we you know gail and mitch are having a baby you know that baby and alexander are going to be able to row our boats up and down the creek once we're gone from here and the whole vibe between them after that and maybe even during that was very awkward and then the episode just kind of fades out with them on this dock in the morning light with coffee both looking in different directions yeah like they're definitely they're doing their own things it seems like they're just slowly kind of drifting apart and joey was like hey i'm like it's gonna be weird if you're not in my life so we need to stay in each other's lives and dawson of course pulls the fucking quip that is one of the reasons that makes me think he would easily go oh yeah i fucked your sister to pacey he's like he immediately brings up oh well you didn't seem to care for three months if i was in your life but again that wasn't about something that dawson did it's about something that joey did i'm just saying dawson would totally do that I don't see the correlation. What are your four pillars for this episode? So my four pillars were Harvard as the main one. Right. Well, that's a big one. Andy taking drugs. Yep. Not a good mix. Nope. Jen, how is this going to affect her friendship? How is this affect her standing in the big, the best buds or the beach buds? And how, what is Graham's going to think about this? Ooh. And it like a lot of this next three pack could be about Jen or in, in true Creek Chat fashion, it could all get swept under the rug by either not talking about it or be kind of doing a catch all with Andy being like, no, it was me. I took the drugs. It's my fault. Like Jen might have had them, but had anybody offered me drugs, I would have taken them. Okay, so since we're already headed in this direction, and Paul, did you say your fourth point? Uh, well, I mean, quite technically, I only had two. Oh, okay. But I guess the other fourth one could just be cemented as, you know, Drew's kind of a piece of shit. And yep. even at the end of this episode, when he's like taking, he's like offering to take Jen home and stuff like that, he's still kind of being a douchebag. He's like, He's like, yeah, well, I mean, your friends are going to fucking kick you out, so you might as well just hang out with me all the time, do drugs, and we can just fuck. So, all right, let's get to your predictions like, here. That's basically what I got from him. Well, let's let's get to your predictions here, because I'm guessing, like, you've already said that'll, or might play into the next three pack. So, for episode seven, interesting, you had me at goodbye. So, someone's going to leave, apparently. It's either going to be 
Jen or Drew, and I don't think it makes sense for Jen to leave. So I think Drew's gonna piece the fuck on out of here after someone almost dies taking ecstasy that he uh, gave away. So you think Drew comes in for what three episodes? Boom, bam, slice out. I mean, it makes the most sense. It may, it's it's uh, also consistent with with the creek people coming in, getting the fuck out, or Gretchen could leave. Gretchen could leave. Or abortion time. Well, who's it? Gail's gonna have it now? She's switching back again? Yeah, she might be like, all right, had man, goodbye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> okay, let's hear about your predictions for episode eight, The Unusual Suspects. I'm assuming this is gonna have some sort of correlation to The Usual Suspects movie. Okay. And I'm hoping we get that, like, doofy walk, like, at the end of fucking scary movie where someone's walking away like that and then they switch it to like a normal walk like i hope we get one of those who's doing who's doing the walk that you're hoping is you're gonna get i feel like it fits dawson okay all right what, what's it about like why is he doing that walk what's the if it's like the, if it's like the usual suspect sister okay so with the unusual <laughs> suspects dawson's gonna fuck gretchen and he's gonna walk yeah. and he's gonna walk like um What's like, I just fucked your sister, Pacey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he walks out of her bedroom at their house to get, like, some milk or something in the middle of the night, and he bumps into Pacey. All right. And, like, earlier in the episode, he'll bump into Joey, who's also there, and she's going out of Pacey's room to get, like, some milk or something. So, in between bumping uglies with Gretchen, Gretchen, he's bumping into Pacey and Joey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Joey finds out earlier in the episode that Dawson's fucking wretched and she's trying to keep it from Pacey or she just tells Pacey, but Pacey eventually finds out when he bumps into Dawson who's got some milk and he's all like, got milk. Well, I don't know, man. You might have wanted to hold on to that prediction for episode nine entitled Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Well, I guess it's just a prediction that like it it moves into kiss kiss bang bang. okay so this episode's also about him bumping into them after having sex <laughs> so this Part is just two. him confirming he's like yeah i'm kind of with your sister now you've done this in the past where you're like this episode's just kind of a continuation of that last one and it's never <laughs> right <laughs> you've hit plenty of home runs i'm gonna guarantee you this one is gonna be a big old strike Oh, I'm, you know, sometimes you have bad days. Sometimes you go 0 for 3. <laughs> I don't know if you've gone 0 for 3, but this one will be a, a whiffer. Even Barry Bonds had some strikeouts. <laughs> you know what Barry Bonds didn't have? Episodes of 50 Randy Quaid's at Apple Podcast, 50randyquaids.com, <laughs> and Spotify. But we do. You know that's right. We got Cage Talk there, and of course we've got Creek Chat there. Uh, you can follow us at 50 Randy Quaid's on Twitter, and you can like us on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I got to say about this, unless there's anything you had left for us before we peace out of the Greek. What's our next uh, 50 Randy Quaid's episode? Dr. Sleep? Yeah, so we got Dr. Sleep coming on November the first that is our halloween hangover episode and i'll have you know i got fucking greedy and i took this pick too i had a couple of picks i've had more picks this year than i've ever had and i'm gonna start getting even more fucking greedy with my picks but this was a jt money doctor sleep pick and don't sleep on this motherfucker let me tell you that nah you know too greedy jt money was just like i'm doing it and if you don't like it you can get the fuck out and i'll find out And you'll also find out next time. And until then, we be creaking!